Hello everybody, you're listening or watching Animal Wisdom Stories. My name is Miriam Thiel-Alberts. I'm an animal communicator, Reiki master and writer. And I have a wonderful guest here today, Christina Borki. She's from uh, Holland, grew up in Holland, lived in Switzerland, and now she's living in Australia. And she's an animal communicator as well, and a Gestalt psychotherapist. And uh, I'm really happy that you're here again, because we talked before. Hello, Christina, and welcome. Hi, Mariam. Very <laughs> Beautiful to, to connect with you again, because it was so great the last time. So I'm really looking forward. Thank you. Yeah, first time we talked about meditating with animals. And um, Correct. you can still um, listen to that on uh, Spreaker.com. Uh, that was a beautiful um, you know, hour that we spent, an interview. And I remember that we both felt there was so much more to talk about. So we decided to come back together and sure. uh, talk about a subject that isn't that happy. It, mm. is, it is a sort of, it's quite a hard subject because today we're talking about palliative guidance that you offer, which means that you're supporting animals on their last time or during their last time before they um, pass, pass on or transform, die or, you know, um, yes. leave this world. So this is something that all animal lovers and animal owners and, and uh, you know, friends of animals have to face one day mm. that they have to let go. Um, of their pets because usually pets live shorter than we do as humans. So uh, sure. tell us a little bit what you do in your, in your palliative guidance. Yes. So the first step will be that the owner actually writes me what is going on with the animal. Uh, and then I will have a communication first with the animal. And of course the animal owner will tell me what is going on. Uh, and after this first communication where I will feel how is the body of the animal outside, inside, what are his or her needs, uh, what does she want, um, I will actually like tell everything to the animal owner and then we start to work like a steam. Um, so the animal is included. That is so important for me. That's actually the essence that the animal is a member of the team. It is not like the owner or the vet decides over the animal's life. Mm -hmm. It is actually the animal that is deciding when it's time to, to pass over. So um, it is possible. I can tell you afterwards about two animals I guided. Mm -hmm. um, it is possible that by one animal it took eight months because the, the, the vet already thought he will put the animal down, but the animal actually wanted to live. So it took eight months. By another one, it took three months. So it, it depends on the animal. And in the beginning, I will like 
give communications maybe monthly or weekly and in the last 36 hours by Andy, by the dog that's actually uh, needed eight, nine months, I was talking maybe four times in the last 36 hours. So it really depends. It is like we work together with each other. What does the animal need? And um, because I'm psychotherapist as well, so I will also look what the owner needs because it is a, already before the animal passes over, it's a grieving process. So maybe the owner also needs to talk with me. So I can offer both. I think this is wonderful um, to actually support both. Because yes. I think a lot of animal owners are on their own. You know, when it sure. comes to, to that point where your animal gets sick, and I mean, we all know that this will happen one day, mm. but mm. when it happens, when you, when you have an animal that, that falls ill on, and starts having sort of problems, um, what do you do? You usually go yes. to the vet and sometimes vets can kind of, you know, give you the advice to do one thing. It can be, yes. you know, go in one direction sometimes. And then I'm not saying this is wrong, but it, you know, it can feel a little bit like you're pushed into, into a decision. So I think, you know, taking a step back and yes. having this communication with your animal um, gives you time and also a space to decide when it feels right for you. So true. And, and what you are just saying with this space, um, uh, the feedback I get also of the owners that actually and it sounds paradox but that actually often this last phase in the lives of the animals when they connect so deeply is the most beautiful phase it, it it sounds paradox but it is actually there where they hold each other's space you can say and they really connect on a deep deep level with each other so it is very precious when you really take time for your animal in that time how did you start offering this guidance? Because it's a little bit unusual. I mean, I have done it in my, my animal communication practice as well, but you have developed your guidance into, you know, like a real service. How, how did that start? How, how did you, um, how yes, did you, it you was... want to do it? <laughs> yeah. Um, what I can say in front already in the beginning is, um, it's also not easy for me all the time. Uh, the last communication every time I have tears because it is a saying goodbye. So, um, but how it started was with a cat. Um, the cat's name was Prince Caspian and he actually had a lung heart disease and he had really problems to, to breathe. Um, and he even got oxygen and the vet actually said he could have an operation and could stay in the clinic. And he actually told me, no, I don't want to be in a clinic. I don't want to have an operation. I prefer to die before my, my age where I actually should go. Um, I want to live in dignity. Mm. Uh, so his owners actually really respected his wish and he chose gemstones and he was like rose quartz and I have even a picture where he's laying on it. Uh, he asked his, his 
owners actually what he needed and they gave it to him. And it was very, very precious because otherwise I always do the communications on distance, so by a picture. So I never ever had seen Prince Caspian. Um, and in the last communication I had with him, I felt really clearly, you have to come. I want to see you. Okay. Uh, so I said this to the owners and she said, yes, he is actually in the garden. We feel he's waiting for you. And that is because I live in Australia, that was a drive of two and a half hours one way. Okay. But I really felt like I went there and it was amazing. We were, the owners and I were sitting in the garden with Prince Caspian and he was, we had the feeling he goes now he he waited actually he also said in a wonderful way goodbye to me and he passed over next morning but it was like he was waiting to say goodbye to me mm. and that was like the start where I felt like wow this is so important to take him serious not to put him down or let him go to operations that actually cause us a stress in him let him this wish to to be in dignity and to go when it's time. And he passed over by himself. Mm. So, but of course, at the same time, this needed also the openness of the owners of Prince Caspian to, to give him this wish and to let him pass over, you know, when it's his time. Why do you think are some, <laughs> you know, I've had the situation where actually a woman she was part of an animal communication group um, on social media and she asked yes. for advice um, yep. whether to put her horse down. And, um, but she didn't want to talk about it. You know, it was sort of, mm. there was a real blockage. And um, why do you think is, is there such a fear to address this, this subject in, in people, in animal uh, owners? Not all of them, but a lot. Yeah, um, maybe you, you can relate to this. I feel that you even could expand this topic to humans. How right. in our society, you know, death is no topic. It is, yeah. you see the cars, you know, when someone has passed over, you see them with the coffin, uh, you see that the cemeteries, but it's not included in our lives. You know, death is actually not a part of our life. Of course it is, but it is like away from our life. It all belongs. And I can imagine that's the same with death by the animals. Mm -hmm. That actually it's like not, it don't belongs there. And what I also, what I also can uh, say to you that by Indy, by this dog that I actually guided for a longer time for eight months he was afraid to die in okay. the in, in the middle so there is of course also this fear from what is coming to me what will happen when i go and that maybe the fears of the owners can also be projected on the animal you know i can imagine you as animal communicator know that owners often also or the animals are often the mirror of the owners yeah. so yeah and, you know, I think it's in a, in a really strange way, you know, when you have a loss, when, you, when you're grieving loss, mm. you know, people don't want to talk about it when you're grieving um, over, you know, a lost family member. But if you're grieving over a lost animal, 
This is not mm-hmm. something, you know, true. Most, so true. most jobs or, you know, most bosses, you know, at work, they don't say, oh, stay at home today because your cat died. <laughs> no, no, you know, no, you're not right. Because I no, think it that, isn't. that the pain is, you know, the same or even more because you're so close to your animals. You know, if, if somebody dies in your family who you haven't seen for 20 years or 15 years or 10 years or five years, mm. it doesn't matter. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's different um, than... You know, if, if an animal dies who's been living with you for the past 10 oh, years, yeah. I mean, 24 hours a day. Absolutely. So- I fully agree. I, I even did read not long ago that a grieving for an animal can be even harder sometimes as losing a family member where you didn't have this relationship. Yeah bond so i myself have two dogs and two cats and my uh one of my dogs a labrador she's 15 and a half and uh, i also fear that day where i have to say goodbye of course i know that this day will come but it's not a fear that i don't let her go but it's a saying goodbye and this is hurtful it is a, a process to go through and that is what I think is, is you are totally correct. Maybe uh, I would love to say to the people, take your feelings serious. And when you feel like I am so sad, try not to go to work and really care for yourself because losing an animal can be like losing a, a human being because they belong to you. They are family of you. So, yeah. And what do you, I mean, when you have, when you're guiding or when you're supporting the human, what do you, um, how do you support a human during this grieving process of, of letting go of the animal? What, what do you yes. do? So um, till now, actually the, the, the owners, they were quite strong in it. But uh, what I can say is, of course, I will offer that they can talk with me. Uh, that we together decide what do they want, what is what is the best now for the animal. So it is like um, you can say I am like there uh, to hold their shoulders, right. so that they can lean on me. So that yeah. when there is maybe a decision, maybe they have to take mm-hmm. as well with the animal, that they actually can talk it over with me. Or when one of the owners, I also always offer that when after the animal passed away they are very sad they can connect with me and ah once um i had an owner and she missed her cat so much and her cat actually didn't came she she couldn't connect with her cat when the cat did pass over and so I did actually meditations with her where I actually let her feel the cat. And the next na- evening, she, she called me the next day and she said, hey, I had a dream about my cat and he came to me and it was beautiful. So it is also maybe a guidance in reconnecting with your animal. Because what I can say, I spoke already also with passed over animals. Right. Uh, what I can say is um, that is also, I think, for, for the people, good to know when, when the animals have passed over, most of the time they stay with you. 
it's only the hard thing is that they are invisible for us but they actually stay with us for a longer time this is my experience as well i have um i have communicated with uh sometimes i call them angel animals you know um yes yes. you know animals that have uh, passed on and most i mean all of them actually said that it was nice for them they didn't mm. feel uncomfortable anymore yes. they, they felt very yes. free and they were still connected they're still there yeah. and i think it's just sometimes um difficult for for people for humans mm. to pass that barrier in your head that True. it is okay to communicate with a spirit of your animal or the spirit of a soul that is no longer on earth so it's you know i believe we can all do it yes but sometimes we don't let ourselves uh go that in that direction because of um ideas that we learned when we were younger or you know fear or something like that True, you're right. Yeah, and it's also the society tells us like when you are talking with past over beings, it's like in a category what is at one hand maybe not so okay. You know, it's not usual. Maybe that's the right word. So, but I agree with you. I um, when I spoke with past over animals, they are all actually happy Mm. and and free of pain, free of sorrow, and actually, yeah in a beautiful balance you can say yeah yeah this is my experience as well and um for me you know sometimes when i mention um it's it's possible or that i'm offering also to communicate with um with angel animals sometimes i'm very surprised by the reaction of some people because of the kind of um fear or that they don't want mm. you know and then i say it's not possible and and uh what you're doing is all weird and all that um and i think i like to kind of you know bring out the uh, the positive message basically yes, yes. it's possible and yeah. you know as an animal owner everybody probably has a certain connection with their with their animal and they can pick up things so what they're actually doing i always think that animals train us to be animal communicators it's it's Mm. because Mm. they are sending us messages and a lot of times oh yeah you know exactly your cat wants to have a treat sometimes you go to the to the you know the treat drawer and you get a treat out and you give it to the cat and then afterwards you're like why did i just do that it's because your cat sent you this please absolutely <laughs> yes yes true true true, true. yeah absolutely yeah. yeah yeah so how do you um how's it for you basically going with an animal through that difficult time i mean you're kind of involved in the whole thing and and sort of probably feeling their discomfort or they, they, what do you do to, um, to take care of yourself? To take care of, yeah. Um, of course, what, what I always do before I connect with an animal, I actually connect with the universe. Okay. So that gives me protection. Um, but like I said before, 
get uh, towards the end when I feel it's now the last time that I will speak, that is really hard for me to protect myself. And I don't want to protect myself, I feel. Um, it is like, uh, I really want then also, and I feel like why, why not showing how I really feel at that moment? Um, what maybe, um, what I sometimes do, but it's not only by the animals uh, who are passing over, but also in, in other, by other communications where I feel that it's really, really hurting me as well or going really close, I put like a laying eight that I actually put myself like in one half of the laying eight, the animal in the other half, and I have a look like which... Uh, half is bigger because then I know that maybe let's say the, the one of the animal is bigger then I know that the animal still takes energy of me mm -hmm. and then I actually make the halves like same and then I bless the animal uh, but I say I need my energy back and then I cut the eight like in half in a really respectful way so the animal gets his or her energy back and I take my energy back so, so that's the way of protection you're making sure that your energies stay separate in a way that you exactly. stay with your energy and the animal stays with their energy. Okay. Exactly. Because that can sometimes happen. I not, don't know if you had that already. I had once that I spoke with a horse and that horse came the whole time in the next communication. It didn't want to let me go. So I had to do that, you know, or okay. let's say when you work for very intense with an animal, uh, maybe this animal needs you, has the feeling of it, it needs you further on. Uh, and then I would, I would also um, feel um do i need to 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 uh, cut the eight to actually get the energy back i think just as animal communicator as well it's really really important and i'm sure you know it as well that we stay in our in our energy uh, that we don't take on board too much of the other energy because we need to give as well. It is a beautiful balance work, but we give also a lot. And just also in the palliative guidance, it is also energy you give. So it's important that you take also back your own energy. That you yes. kind of protect your, your energy. Exactly. Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. And when you like, I could tell you an example. Yeah. Um, where actually the owner also sent me feedback, maybe also that the people um, can hear what, what an owner thought. So, uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, in November 2015, so Indy was a beautiful, beautiful little dog and he had a heart problem and so, uh, Jasmine, his owner, actually asked me to work with him, and I did. He lives in Canada, and he, it, in the beginning, it got better, but then suddenly he had a period where he really felt worse. So they sent him to a vet, and the vet said, "Hey, it's better to put him down. There is no hope for for him." <laughs> Um, and then um, Jasmine and I said, no, we actually uh, want that, in, that we ask Indy what he needs. 
So I actually spoke with Indy and Indy wanted to leave. He actually told me that he wants to stay here. Also that Jasmine um, feels good about herself and also that she starts to write a book and she is actually now starting a book, uh, writing a book about their process and also about her life. Um, and he, what, what was incredible. So I, I spoke with him for nine or eight months and he actually uh, kept the trust. We sometimes in, in between felt like, hey, uh, will he get better or what is going on? You know, when it was not going better. Uh, and he always said like, no, it's fine. I trust in you. It's, it mm. will be fine. So he was, he was like a miracle dog. He was like going on, going on. And he went every day, although he didn't feel so well, he went with Jasmine to a pet shop to actually get his treats. So that was his daily going there. He told me that he wants to go to the forest with, with Jasmine. So he really told us what he needs. So Jasmine asked him the question and he gave the answers. And then at the end, uh, I spoke more with him because then he's, I, at the end, I actually started to work and talk with his organs. So with his lung, his liver and uh, his heart. And they, they actually reacted quite well to my communication. Uh, but at the end, they also started to fail. And Indy told me, and that was so profound in the end, he said like, can you please thank my organs? I'm ready to go. And ready to go, that was also possible because I did a couple of meditations with him where I let him see like, hey, you can fly. When you pass over, you can fly. You will be light. You will see bones flying. So it was like, instead of a fear that he had in between, mm -hmm. he actually was starting to look, yeah, to look in a positive way to it. And then I actually said to the lung, heart and, and um, liver, um, thank you from Indy and you can slow down. Mm -hmm. And that was so beautiful that his heart actually said like, I will not slow down from uh, 100 to zero. I will slowly uh, slow down so that Indy really can take his last breath. Mm -hmm. And the last communication I had with Indy was actually that I felt that a huge white light came in his body and Jasmine said 30 minutes later he actually passed over and I on her breast and, and on her chest so that's also visible on my mm. webpage a picture of her mm. and him and he actually looked up to the sky so it was like what we actually meditated on. He was actually seeing himself flying there in the sky. So that was very touching. Uh, and, and like Jasmine said, I would love to read you. So yeah. this is from uh, Jasmine, what she told me or, or wrote to me. Um, she said like, I stayed with Andy for the next two days. So that was before he passed over. And Christina communicated with him frequently for the last 36 hours of his life. Her communication was critical for me to help Indy to pass away peacefully. Indy was weak, but no pain. 
He rested very calmly on my chest the most of the times. Christina's last communication was 30 minutes before Indy's passing and she already felt that Indy's spirit started to leave his body. My hand was on Indy's heart and with his last heartbeat, he looked at me, then the sky, and he was gone. His passing was so peaceful. I never thought I would use the word beautiful to describe the death. Mm. But Indy's passing was beautiful. I'm still grieving for the loss of Indy, but I'm so happy that I was able to help Indy to transition to the other world. I know this wouldn't be possible without Christina. And maybe this sentence is maybe because that also shows what connection and communication in the last phase can do. I learned so much from connecting with Indy through Christina. It literally changed my life. The animal communication is not just for your loving pets. It will also help you to grow and have wiser perspectives through your pet's eyes. And you will have a deeper connection with not only your pet, but also yourself. That is so beautiful. Mm. And a little bit sad as well, but it's... Oh, totally. It's so beautiful. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking that there's really a lot of wisdom in there. Um, oh, yeah. In this, in this very um, deep connection between animal and human in that, in that phase. And I had to laugh a little bit because you were saying that she's writing a book or he's helping her write a book. Yes. I have a client and she had a beautiful, beautiful horse. Um, huge horse. And yeah. like a majestic horse. And yes. he was he was not only a, a, a hunter, you know, a, a jumping horse, he was also a dressage horse to very mm. high levels. So yeah. this, this, you know, he was an amazing achiever. He was an amazing yes. horse. And so he came um, to my friend and uh, she took care of him because he was already, you know, not in a very good shape. Yeah. And she knew it wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to, um, you know, be able to stay on this earth for forever. Yes. Um, yes. But she cared for him very, very much. And they had this very deep connection. And when he had problems, I think he had, um, he had infection in his, in his hooves from all yeah. the jumping and dressage. Yes. So he had very, you know, he had problems. So, and it came to a point where the vet said, um, basically he's he's in pain he's he's uncomfortable all the time we yeah. can't do anything anymore so yes. it's up to you now yeah. to decide what to do yes and we i connected with him and uh over that time and i asked him what he wanted and yeah. it was so beautiful he said he wanted to have a party he no. wanted to be oh part God. of a meditation circle and, wow. you know, my friend, bless her heart, she did absolutely everything that this horse asked her to do. Beautiful. And, Beautiful. and this horse, um, you know, I've, I've connected with this horse um, yes. you know, as an angel animal reading recently. And yes. uh, he, it, this is, he's amazing. He still wants mm. my friend to, um, you know, to pursue her dreams because she wants right. to write about their story too. And this yes. horse doesn't, you know, he just doesn't go away. He keeps nudging, <laughs> you know. 
he keeps saying, okay, by the way, what's going on with the blog? You know? And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the same by Indy. It's the same. What I, what I also remember is that Indy actually the two last days of his life, um, uh, he actually took Jasmine and Jasmine is not a bar goer, but he took her in a bar and he has these big brown eyes and he actually looked in the eyes of these masculine guys who were standing there and, and sent them laugh. So they start to smile. And Indy passed over and he told me when I spoke with him, hey, I am now not only in Canada, I spread my love through the whole world. And that's so oh. beautiful. That's just, yeah, just what you are telling. The animals actually go on. They don't stop when, when they pass over. And that's so beautiful with the horse, what you just tell me. It's, and I mean, he was very clear on what he wanted. Yes. And, you know, he wanted to have this picnic. He wanted all these people <laughs> to come and sit in Aww. the paddock. And they, she, she arranged that. She brought all the friends know. and they had a picnic and they had the horse and they were feeding, you know, giving treats to the horse like carrots and, and yes. apples and all that. Yes. And when I was talking to her recently, um, this experience has stayed with her. And, you know, yes, it's, it, it, it still gives her joy today mm. thinking mm. about that they had a wonderful afternoon and Absolutely. they sort of delivered this wish, you know, yes. it's a bit like a bucket list. Yeah, you know, to absolutely. Um, and it's not about being sad. It's about celebrating, you know, the good, the good times. So and, true. And they could not so true. Absolutely. And, and maybe that's also what, what Jasmine just said. Of course, you think like death is not beautiful, but we have also the possibility to, what you just said, to bring in this celebration and, and to bring in the desires of the animal. And then it can actually be like a celebration of the animal's life, you yeah. know? So that's, yeah. And maybe that takes also a little bit away this this fear, you know, that it only needs to be sad. It don't need only to be sad, you know. It's what, what animals often tell me, what is maybe important for, for the listeners, is that they actually want to pass over uh, in the home of the owners. So they want to, to, to pass over in their home where they are used to. And often they want to have the, the head on the lap of the owners. And what is really, really important also when you have an animal that passes over that the other animals are with you because the animals, not sure if you also had this experience, but sometimes animals can't say goodbye and they fall in a huge depression because they don't know where is my brother or the sister. So that's so important. And I had another dog, Jess, and, and she actually told me that she wanted um, to be buried in the garden when she had passed over and that a bush came on her with beautiful smelling flowers. So okay. her owner has now the bush with beautiful white flowers. So she's still living there. So it's incredible what animals actually can tell you what they want, you know? And, and the interesting thing is that through these um, messages, life's are changing you know um because you're, you're going through this like 
um, this journey together with your, with your animals. Yes. And yes. this is something that will change you, I think, going oh, through yeah. that and, and actually opening to experience this, this grieving, but mm. also um, experience the connection and the love and the closeness. Oh, so, yes. Um, yeah, and I think this actually letting yourself open up and go into this this um, experience will change you and maybe will will kind of help you grow in in, in a certain absolutely. way absolutely i also by jess at the end she didn't spoke a lot but she they actually could connect only by the eyes right so she could they could look at each other and they didn't understand and isn't it wonderful you know yeah. to experience that and what what i really would say that when and i will do the same when joya is one day it's her time i will take time i will stop working so really take this time and and share your love together and connect in the deepest way you know it is it is very precious you know i have um Every every episode, I do a little animal wisdom message. Yes, exactly. And I have a little animal wisdom mes message from Joya. So Joya okay. is a dog. Yes, we will yes. do it now. And Great. So she's fifteen and a half years yeah. old. And correct. So let me just rearrange this a little bit here. So I can read it. So my question was, dear Joya, what would you like to share with us today on transitioning? Because this is mm. what we're talking about. Yeah. This is what Joya said. <clears throat> I want to leave this earth like I came into, into it with a big celebration. Wow. Leaving is part of the circle of life and nothing to be afraid of. We animals can tap into the afterlife and feel when it's time to walk across the rainbow bridge. But before we go on our last journey, we all want to be celebrated for the souls we are. Mm. Some of us want to do some last things and some of us just want to be quiet. Ask your animal how they would like to leave. And we all would like to be remembered for the souls we are. Remember all the smiles, laughter and the fun. Take those memories in your heart and give thanks for the wonderful gift of connection between animal and human. Mm. Beautiful. Wow. <laughs> wow. Beautiful. And it is, is interesting because for her 15th birthday, I actually asked her what she wanted because the bucket list came up for me and I let a cake, a huge cake make for her uh, and we went to the ocean so she had already in a little celebration so but it's it's great that you tell me this so i will even more go for to ask her what do you want more so that's beautiful thank you maybe she wants to have a little a, a joy a party as well absolutely. whatever that <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you know sometimes it's Maybe it's even a little bit easier when, when it happens like this, even though it can be more painful. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you also have the, the situation where an animal dies suddenly and you don't Absolutely. have the time to, to yeah. prepare. So True. what do you, I mean, is there something that you, you offer them as well or what, what do you do in that situation? 
I didn't have it till now, but when you ask me the question, when an owner would would say like, hey, I I am so sad. So I would there, of course, even uh, offering my grief support. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I think I would ask the owner if he or she would love to do like a ritual for the mm-hmm. for himself and for the animal. Maybe mm-hmm. saying goodbye, maybe a celebration in another way, you know. So that is maybe like to close, like to close it in, in a very... Um, spiritual and and holy way so that it's not just the animal's gone but maybe to to ask yourself what do i need what do i feel that the animal yeah and i need to say goodbye i think that is because you're right it is possible that let's say you wake up and the animal did pass over yeah i think it's it's really important uh, I, I didn't hate it like like I said to you, but let's say when it would happen to me, I would like step back and internally and actually take take time, take maybe two ta- days time and actually connect. But because I'm not sure if you think same, but I feel when an animal or also a human just left, just passed over, they are still there. Yeah. So maybe I would, let's say, Nabajoya, I would put my hand on her back and, and actually connect and feel what what would be now good for both of us. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and also let your other animals actually say goodbye. And yeah. what what I feel what is also important is that you don't rush, that you don't think, okay my animal is dead, I bring it to the vet or I let the animal get cremated or buried right away. But that's my personal opinion. I feel like it would be wonderful when you could take yourself this this moment of time to share this time together. I'm not sure what you think, but that's my personal opinion. You know, this. it actually happened to me that my cat... Um, it was very unexpected. My cat ran out in, in the street when I was living in Denmark and was yeah. run over. And yeah. he was only 10 years old. So yeah. he wasn't he wasn't old. So when that yes. happened, and you know, when I was living in Hamburg, he would be running out in, you know, being on the street and nothing happened. Yes. And this yes. was a very small country road. There was no yeah. very little um, mm. traffic. And when that happened, you know, I had no time to really prepare in a way, you know, it was, the shock was so yes. intense because yes. we were so close and um, mm-hmm. I did do a little ritual, you know, we, we kind of, we, we made a grave. So uh, yes. I had to have the help of two men because they, you know, like digging there was very difficult. Yes. I think there was a lot of stones. So, yes. um, and we had like a little champagne afterwards, like a, mm-hmm. a glass of champagne yeah. and toasting to the, and it, it was a beautiful spot. It was overlooking the sea, you know, mm. he, it was, so it doesn't take away the pain. No, and no, of course. I was still hearing the, the little pause on the, on the, you know, like you can yes. still energetically hear oh, yeah. or feel um, the cast. Yes. And the, fu- the funny thing was, I mean, first I said, I'm not going to have another cat because the fear yes. of 
going through that trauma again was mm. so big. And I think I, I lasted about a week before I got another cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think it's okay. It's yeah. also okay. It's not against the other cat. It no. is like, you know, yeah. And mm. I remember, I mean, this passing of my, my cat yes. has actually, I, th I think, led me into the animal communication more or pushed me, sort of gave me that little push into, into really taking this up and, and uh, um, doing a course and doing an education. Wow. And, um, the, the, and I remember that my cat, when she came, she was, she was little, so the small cat, and she was the smallest from the whole uh, litter. Yep. And she, you know, I was starting to communicate with my cats, yes. you know, like sort of yes. connecting and my cats. Yeah, I was communicating with both, you know, one, yes. one not there anymore and one there. Yes. And she said to me, because I was like, what is going on? You know, she's a little bit weird and I can still kind of, you know, it wasn't, she was a little bit agitated. And I said, what is going on? And she said, mm. what is the other cat doing here? I don't wow. understand, you know, Wow! because I, I had asked her, um, sometimes I give animals jobs Yes. because sometimes animals get a little bit lost when they don't have, um, a job to do, you know, yep. and you can, you can discuss with your animal, what will be a good job, you know? Mm. Mm. And so I asked my cat to, uh, make sure that this, this, it's a very nice space and that she's in charge of, you know, also balancing the energy. Beautiful. And, then, and she was confused and she said, who's that other cat? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in that instance, you know, I think it would have been very nice to have that sort of guidance, you know, um, to have somebody to talk through this and have somebody yes. to, to be the, um, the person in between. Yes. You know, between yes, the correct. animal spirit and myself. Yeah. Yes. And so I think this service, this, this, what you're doing and this offer is, is wonderful. So um, mm. tell us where we can yeah. find you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> somebody so would you... like to, um, you know, contact yes. us. So uh, my webpage is www.animalconnect, so in one word, animalconnect.com.au. And there you will find the description about the palliative guidance and also where you can purchase it. Or you can also contact me on the email. So, yeah. So it's www. And Sorry. Also, also on Facebook, do you have a Facebook group? Yes. Or Facebook yes. Page? Um, yes, I have a Facebook page. Uh, when I write, it is Animal Connect Vision because you know sometimes the words are or the names are already used. So it is Animal Connect Vision. Okay. And yes. Christina Boki, if you, if you can't, yes. if you can't find uh, the exactly. other two, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and I can do it worldwide because I, yeah, I actually connect by pictures, so I can do it wherever, yes. That yeah. is very nice. Um, mm. But you have a little, I'm, I'm just thinking maybe it would be a nice um, point now to 
you know, kind of let, let the sort of maybe sad um, stories go a little bit and you prepared yes. a wonderful um, meditation for us. Yes, so, yes, absolutely. Because I felt also it's it's not the topic for every listener right now, and and so to change a little bit the view and and also to connect with yourself and your own animal. So I would like to invite the listeners to actually search, and when you like too, Miriam, yes. to search a nice place in the room where you are, where you can lay down, relax. And even invite your animal or animals to relax with you. So take now a moment, stand up and search a place in the room where you can lay down, relax and invite. That is really wonderful. Invite your animal animals to relax with you. And just invite, don't force them to come, but that they know they are welcome. And our focus will be on deep, deep connection with each other. So take time to sit or lay down in the position you feel really comfortable. Maybe even put a pillow under your knees. Close your eyes. And take some deep, deep breaths into your belly. You will feel that over your head is a shower. A shower that not will bring water over your body, but beautiful, beautiful, wide, relaxing light. You put the shower on and this white light flows over your body and takes away all tension that is in your body and out on your body. Feel the white light flows over your head, over your shoulders, your chest, your stomach, your belly, your legs and feet. All your tension flows into Mother Earth and is gone. Now you go with your inner awareness to the back of your body and feel that this white light flows over your neck, your upper back, your middle back and lower back. Your legs and feet. Your whole body is now totally, totally relaxed. Now you see with your inner eyes that also your animal, even when he or she is not close to you, that a wonderful gentle shower of white light flows 
over your animal's body and takes away all the tension in his or her body. When you have more animals, take time and let the tension flow away. And beautiful, beautiful peace comes within by all your animals or animal. You are now both totally, totally relaxed. Take a deep breath into your belly and send your relaxed energy now to your animal. When your animal is not close to you, that's okay. Send your peaceful energy exactly to where your animal is at the moment. You know where. It will reach your animal right now. Take a deep breath in and open your heart and receive now the wonderful energy of your animal because he or she will send you back an answer on your energy. Breathe in and out and send now beside energy your love and receive from your animal or animal's energy and love. Go in your own rhythm with your animal and feel you are now in a deep, deep connection together. Really enjoy this moment. And when you feel for it, open your heart even more and stream love towards your animal and take his or her love deeply back in. You always can come back to this deep connection whenever you like. Thank your animal for this amazing deep connection and feel this deep, warm, loving energy within you. And slowly, very, very slowly, open your eyes and enjoy this moment of deep awareness of an amazing connection with yourself and your animal. Thank you so much, Christina. That was so beautiful. And uh, <laughs> I felt very close to my 
to my animal, to my horse. I wow. To uh, have this time with my horse. So um, mm. beautiful. This is, this is really beautiful. I thank you so much for this wonderful um, and inspiring interview. And um, just um, a little sort of uh, note on what's coming up for you. You are going to have a retreat this year. Um, yes. Fall, and you're going to take people that would like to learn animal communication to Bali. Um, Correct. This is you're doing a one week retreat there. So yes. if anybody feels called to experience Bali and animal connection, so uh, do you think about this? This is yes. a wonderful opportunity. So when, when yeah. is, is it? It's in October. It Yes, it is from the 18th till the 24th of October. Yes, and it's in a wonderful retreat place. You will be surrounded by rice fields and animals will be also in the retreat, dogs and also horses. So it will be also about connection. It sounds divine. And uh, <laughs> if anybody wants some more information, it's on your, on your webpage, right? Yes, correct. Yes. Correct. Yes, yes. So... Christina, thank you so much. And uh, maybe we'll find more, more topics to talk about. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Thank yeah. you again. This was wonderful. Yes, thank you. It was wonderful again to connect with you and also to share. I love that we are both animal communications and also can share. And thank you also to the listeners. I, yes, thank you to all the listeners. And thank you again. Thank you. Bye.